Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. Boom! This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion, and welcome back to the Amadeus Saturday podcast. It's part three of five, Reflections at 55. Your boy turns 55 tomorrow, and I just want to take this week to just download everything possible I can get from me to you and hope that it inspires you what I've learned uh, really over the past 55 years. <laughs> Today, I want to take you back to the start of Every Day is Saturday. And even if you've heard some of this story before, there's going to be parts of it that are brand new for you. So those of you longtime listeners, you know my daughter Madeline, when she was three, asked me, Daddy, is tomorrow Saturday? I was a stressed out corporate slave, didn't have an answer, stayed awake all night laying in my suit from work, thinking about, huh, well, this is kind of dumb. Uh, I'm a dad now, and I've got two daughters at the time. Our daughter Laura was just born earlier that year. She was about two months old. And I'm not seeing my kids. But I got a good job. I got a nice salary. I'm providing. That's a good part of being a dad. But the real secret sauce is the experiences that you have with your kids, which I never had because never had a dad. So uh, that was in the fall of 2004. My daughter asked me that question. Fast forward to 2006. uh, In the middle of a Chapter 13 bankruptcy, had to go back to my job, quit my job, went back to my job. Base salary now went from over 100 grand to 39,000 plus commission. Sat me in a cubicle, got poked at like a zoo animal every day. What's wrong with Crowley? Midlife crisis, deep depression. He's sitting in a cubicle, used to run the place. Now he's taking orders from the low-level supervisors. Hmm. Well, um, therein lies, I think, the first lesson here is I don't know where I gathered all this hubris from and this confidence because the last thing I thought I would ever have in the middle of a bankruptcy, which was the most humiliating business part of my life, personal as well, I would probably venture and I thought, well, I'm going to buy the domain name everydayissaturday.com, and I'm sitting in a cubicle. So I did some research. Back then on the Internet, everything wasn't as protected as it is now, and the guy's name was John Mix, and he lived in Oregon, and his phone number was on the Internet. That was just came up when you searched who owns everydayissaturday.com. I saw he bought the domain in 2000, so it was a six-year-old domain. Uh, I went to the site. There was nothing there. I'm like, well, okay. Um, look, all I'm doing is just kind of henpecking around, seeing, is it even possible? There's a lesson. Is it possible? You shouldn't really gather answers about, oh, I can't do it, or that's not going to happen, until you ask the question, is it possible? So I was like, is it possible this guy would give me the domain? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'll buy it. I don't know. But it's possible. So I called him up. And uh, I was in my cubicle, and I said, hey, John Mix, Sam Crowley, my daughter wants every day to be Saturday. I want to buy the domain everydayissaturday.com. I want to inspire people all around the world to create a lifetime of Saturdays. I just want to be a dad, blah, blah, blah. It was about a 45-second voicemail. Click. That was it. And uh, I said, well, that was neat. Felt good to get that out of my system, by the way. 
And uh, a day went by, I didn't hear from him, and then my phone rings. I left my number on his answering machine, and then my phone rings. I'm walking around the sales floor the next day, and uh, I picked it up and said, hello, Sam Crowley. And he said, hey, Sam, it's John Mix returning your call. I go, John Mix, John freaking Mix. Oh, my God. Did you get my message, John? Did you get my message about my daughter wanting every day to be Saturday, how I want to travel the world, speak on stages, every day is Saturday.com. He goes, I got it, kid. I got it. Uh, yeah, I, I listen to your message. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I bought that domain a few years ago because I thought after I retired, I'd put some photos out there about fishing and just relaxing and post-retirement and making every day Saturday. And I never really did anything with it. As you can tell, there's nothing on the on the site. Uh, but what you got, kid, you got that passion. Uh, I wish I would have had that. I wish I would have had that drive, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago to really do it. So uh, make me a promise. I'm going to I'm gonna give you this domain name. Do something with it. I'm like, whoa. Wow. Really, John? Yeah. I go, let me just pay you something. Uh, I'm going to send you 100 bucks. I don't have $100. I'm not allowed to have any credit cards right now, but I'll send it to you PayPal. And uh, I sent him 100 bucks. He sent me the domain name. I've owned it ever since uh, the summer of 2006. So the good news is now I have a domain name, pretty cool one, everydayisaturday.com. Bad news is got no money to do anything with it. So everything I had to pay for back then had to be in cash. And so I figured, well, I better start selling. And I went nuts selling advertising, the company I was working for, making a lot of money. Uh, I mean, God, I think one month. Um, they actually had to change the comp plan a few times because guys like me, I wasn't the only one, but we were just, we realized this new comp plan they rolled out was if you were a good salesperson, you were going to crush it. And I think with the bonus I got in June of 2006 from the previous sales campaign plus the current month's commission, I think I brought home maybe 25 to 30 grand. Now, keep in mind, my base salary was 39. So I almost made as much in a month as what my salary was for an entire year. That was a red flag to corporate. They're like, yep, got to change it again. Crowley's uh, doing too good. <laughs> so I had some money, and uh, through a friend of a friend, I got a web designer locally here to meet me for a cup of coffee in downtown Cincinnati. Right after, by the way, I met with a bankruptcy trustee, and she told me, I would not recommend buying another business if I were you. You're not very good at this. I'm like, oh, okay, well, thanks for the pump-up pump session. So I went, met this, the, these two guys for a cup of coffee. They charged me three grand, way overpriced for what they built. But at the time, there was no click funnels or any way to build your own website. Kind of you, you kind of needed the web designer coding people. Didn't know about Upwork or anything like that. I don't even know if they were out there at the time. But long story short, paid them three grand. I had a website. It was a homepage, a blog. I was featured in a book called "Wake Up and Live the Life You Love," and uh, you know I used that book as kind of like I'm now a co-author of a book so kind of you know one of those anthology series where you hit your wagon to like 16 other authors and you're on the cover of the book super cool stuff cost me five grand to be on the cover of that book that was another thing i was just spending money left and right to start building the brand i didn't have a problem spending money and i never looked at it as spending i'm looking at well no one's gonna buy this book i get it uh it's neat to be on the cover it's good branding now i'm a co-author all right let's run with it so that's five grand i paid for that um, paid six grand for coaching and yeah, I was just reinvesting all my money, which I still do today. I keep very little of my money. I put it all back into my business, all back into the movement, everything, you know, um, because money in motion stays in motion. If you keep a death grip on it and you just kind of hoard it under your mattress, it's that, that's no good. You know, I keep sending it back out to reward people. Look, I, I pay a lot of money out to, uh, providers, service providers, I mean, just people in my organization. I love 
giving money to people who give value. I love it. I, that is, I think in all of business, that fills my cup almost to the top more than anything else is just giving money to people because I know how it helps them and they give value to me. I think it's the ultimate win-win. So the website's up. I uh, started podcasting and had no idea what I was talking about. And I was podcasting a few times a week, getting absolutely no downloads. Uh, I think the only person that listened for a while was my wife, and that's because I made her. And then, you know, the story, you've heard this probably as well. If you're a longtime listener, June 2008, I get a phone call uh, to come to speak in Hawaii. I said, how'd you find me? They said, I heard your podcast. Uh, The owners listen. They really love it. What's your speaking fee? And prior to that, I paid this coach six grand I told you about. And I said, hey, what happens if I uh, ever get book to speak, what should I tell him my fee is? He says, you don't. I go, what do you mean I don't? He goes, you don't tell him your fee. You ask him what's your budget because you're going to give a number that's lower than what they have. I'm like, oh, okay. So I had that in the back of my brain. That's why coaching works. That's why you should have a coach. Everybody's like, oh, spend money. You're not spending money. You'll always make it back some way, shape, or form. So I said to the lady, um, she said, what's your, what's your speaker fee? I said, thinking to myself, well, I've never been paid to speak ever in my life. That's an interesting question. So I said what my coach told me to say. Uh, well, you know, it varies. What's your budget? What's your speaker budget for this event? She said, well, it's twenty five grand, but, you know, we're negotiable. I said, no, 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 no. I think we're in a good spot there. I think we're, she goes, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put you up in a hotel in Honolulu at the Waikiki Hilton, and you'll be speaking for four hours, and um, we can send you twelve five now, FedExit, and we'll pay you the remainder after you talk. I'm like, okie dokie. And that was it. 25 grand keynote, spoke at the event, sold 150 grand in coaching afterwards of a program that did not exist five minutes before I sold it. And all of that was a few things working. Ambition, desperation, commitment to my family that I was going to be a dad. And all of that stuff was just wound up. It was like gunpowder. It was just compacted inside of me, ready to explode. And when I got on that stage, by the way, to talk, uh, you might be wondering, what the hell did you talk about for four hours? And truth of the matter is, same thing I talk about on this podcast now. Uh, The journey, overcoming adversity, making every day Saturday, committing to yourself, commitment is a promise you make to yourself, taking action, the four pillars I always use, vision, action, results, and belief becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You You have big vision, you take big action, you get big results, you have a big belief, and around and around it goes. And uh, got a standing ovation, had to be escorted out by security through the kitchen. There was about 1,500 people that had paid $8,000 each to be there. Um, it was it was uh, still, to this day, what was that, 15 years ago? I remember it like it was yesterday. I, I, I'm still in awe of it. I, I, I thank God every day for that that blessing, that opportunity. It, see, when you're ready, because people are like, well, when's my, you know, when, when, when am I going to start making money? What am I going to do? You're not ready. You're not ready to make money. I wasn't ready. Had that speaker event been proposed to me when I first got started in 2006, I would have thrown up all over myself on stage. I would have bombed. I had no idea what I was talking about. I had two years of preparation to get ready for that through podcasting, through working on my message. So when the opportunity arrived, that's why I crushed it. It wasn't because I got lucky. It's because the work was put in and I was finding my voice and I was refining my message. So when that opportunity came, I was ready. So be very, very careful of asking the question, why haven't I had success yet with fill in the blank? It's going to happen, but it's going to happen when the time is right for it to happen. The time's probably not right for it to happen right now. And you're going to get a small blessing. You might get paid, you know, 
what, I don't know, 500, 1,000 bucks now if you're a speaker or for your product or for your service or something like that. And then it's going to slowly build. And then your big paydays will start coming in because you're putting the work in, you're practicing, and you're going to get rewarded for that. Okay. I believe God will bless all of us. And I don't know when, and you don't know when. I don't know how much, and neither do you. But I know one thing. Um, I've always been rewarded. God has always blessed me. And why does he bless me and not other people? I don't know. Um, why does he bless other people more than me? I don't know. This is our life, our individual life to live in this natural world. You have to have faith that the seeds that you're planting, the harvest comes in afterwards. We don't compare ourselves to anybody else's life or anybody else's journey. This was my journey to be on. And then from there, I launched a product in 2009 called Six Days a Saturday. Had a lot of affiliates mailing. It became a million-dollar launch. And then in 2011, got booked to speak on a big stage in L.A., Boom, 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 talking for T. Harv Eker, who, you know, he ran a, he used to own Peak Potentials. He had all the big stages at the time. Everybody wanted on those stages. I had the promoter that worked for Tony Robbins for 20 years, one of my very close friends, Mary Glorfield, who's an amazing individual and human being, has been my booking agent now for, you know, ever since 2011. That's the past 12 years. Uh, God placed Mary in my life, just an amazing soul. Uh, I will be eternally grateful to Mary because the face she had in me to bring me on a stage of a thousand people in LA back in 2011, she didn't know me. She just knew of me and she took a shot and she would tell me, Sam, the surveys we get back after you speak, you're, you're the number one speaker at every event. I mean, they just love you. They love the message. They love the energy. And what's funny is I have no formal speaker training. I've never had any, you know, I've never been to Toastmasters or anything like that. I think Toastmasters is great. I really do. I think it's a it's a really super incubator for people who want to get up and practice their speeches. But I just never had that. Is what I'm saying. You know, so everything I did on stage was grip and rip. <laughs> I mean, I would be putting my PowerPoint slides together an hour before the presentation with a thousand people, feeling overly confident that it was going to be amazing. And you might be thinking that's crazy. It, it kind of is, but you got to be a little crazy. Right. You got to be a little bit crazy in this journey to think that, you know, what you've got to offer is of incredible value. Uh, It doesn't matter if you have testimonials or anything like that. You got to have faith before you have any of that stuff. I had if I had buckets full of faith, I just did. And again, it's my personal relationship with God. And I don't believe God would give me a message so good, so clear, so concise and not give me an audience to hear that message. And look, this podcast is why I do what I do. You know, you're the audience. And there's people in 226 countries listening every day. And I don't question it. I just put my faith in God and I put the action in because, you know, faith without deeds isn't going to yield anything. It's one thing to have faith, but you got to have the action that backs that up. So when you look all the way back to the launch of Every Day is Saturday, it started with that phone call to John Mix in a cubicle, uh, in the rat race, in the middle of a bankruptcy where my credit score was 520. I was not allowed to have credit. Uh, nobody would lend me anything. Everything was paid for in cash. And I just kept going. I put one foot in front of the other. The darkest days were the meetings in front of the bankruptcy trustee where you're just all of your financial records are exposed. Creditors can show up. They can yell at you. They can say some of the worst things ever to you. And then you walk out of there and you feel like the dirt under someone's shoes. That's the worst day. The best days are the days that you can dream, like in that coffee shop with those two web developers where we were dreaming about what everydayissaturday.com would look like. 
uh, dreaming when I was on my flight to Hawaii. Like, wow, I'm going to Hawaii. I don't even know if I need a passport. Where am I going? Never been there before. It's a 10-hour flight from Atlanta. Where was my connection? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to Hawaii to talk. What am I going to talk about? I don't know, but it might be good. And all of that was the dreaming part. I love the dreaming part. This podcast was a dream. It was just it was just a dream in my mind at one point. It not, had no I had no audience. I had no platform. But I just had a dream that, you know what, man, if I can figure out this stuttering problem and I can get this confidence issue in check and I can get out of this bankruptcy, I don't know, might work out. And look, what if it doesn't? What's the worst case scenario? I go back to a job. I know how to make money. I can go to a job. I can buy a lawnmower, mow some lawns. I don't know. I just never really worried about it. I had three kids under the age of five back in 2006. And so I probably should have been a lot more worried than I was. I'm not saying I didn't have a sleepless night or two, but either you have faith or you don't. You know what I mean? You can't just say, oh, I got faith because things are going well. No, I mean, that's that's not that's not even faith. That's that's what that is. Just like, hey, things are going good, so I'm happy, you know? Uh, faith is being able to remain positive and inspired in the darkest of days, knowing that in the storm, God said he will be with you. Okay. He didn't say you're going to avoid him. He just said, I'll walk with you through them. So as I was going through those storms, I knew I had the, the person, Jesus Christ himself walking with me. And I do that now. I take a lot of risks now. I think I take, what's funny. I take more risks now than back then. The amount the amount of money I spend in this brand and this journey here on my own advertising and coaching and things like that is it would it would keep most people awake at night. It does it with me because of that same faith that I implemented 15 years ago. I keep with me today. And things work out, you know? That are they perfect? <laughs> are they perfect? Come on. You know the answer to that. Nobody's perfect. I could put a filtered photo on Instagram and impress you. And you would think my life was great. I'm here to tell you I have the same struggles. I have the same insecurities as you do. I have, uh, you know, we, we have a family of six. So you know everything that happens when you have a family. You know what I mean? Like all those all of those things that go on. I have those. Um, but the one thing I will never allow anything to do is to keep me down. I will never be down. I've been down. I hate the way it feels more mentally than anything. Uh, I don't like being depressed. I don't like being in a dark spot. So what keeps me out of all this? You're listening to it right now, my podcast and my mastermind group and all of the people I have the opportunity to have a conversation with. We have a live mastermind call today. Can't wait. It's my favorite time of the week, Wednesdays at 3 o'clock, our podcasting mastermind. Uh, the opportunity to record a podcast every day puts me in an amazing state of mind. I play golf. Never was a member of a country club in my life. Joined it two years ago. I did it for the mental health part and you know, just to be able to get out, walk 18 holes, be around the guys, yuck, yuck it up, all of that stuff. It's just, it's, but that couldn't have happened had the groundwork not have been laid, you know, 15 years ago when I bought everydaysaturday.com. It all works. It just works. In whose timing? God's timing. Uh, do you want it to happen yesterday? Yeah, of course you do. I get it. But patience is rewarded. Value is rewarded. Commitment is rewarded. And so I share this story with you about the launch and everything that happened back in the day because it's important to understand, I think, where people come from and the journey that they were on. And I, so I hope with this message today, a seed was planted in your heart in good soil and the harvest will happen for you absolutely 100% guaranteed. Okay? So with that said, call to action is always the same. When you're ready to launch your own million-dollar message, book a call. Go to launchmymovement.com. You and I get on Zoom, and we talk about your journey, you starting right now, just like I did. 
All right, and uh, what that looks like and what your message sounds like. All right, so say it with me, gang. Have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.